Hello friends and welcome to my podcast, A Gem to Remember. I am your host, Julia Christine, and I'm thrilled to be here and have you with me on this journey. A Gem to Remember was inspired by listening to many up-close true stories told by my family and friends. Each week, you'll hear one-of-a-kind interviews recalling good and difficult memories. Join us as we mine for gems from the past that reflect gleams of God's goodness onto life now. Come find hope and encouragement from brothers and sisters who testify to God's plan and help remind us that everything happens for a reason. I invite you to sit back, open your heart, and rest knowing that there is something here for you that God wants you to find and remember. Hey everyone, happy Monday. Glad to have you back with us on A Gem to Remember. We are joined today by Jenna Becker, one of my roommates. We get to live life right with each other here in the apartment. It's been amazing so far. It's been very special to live together this year. Jenna and I met last year actually. She was in my small group. And I remember on the first night after we finished up small group, she stayed after to talk to me about some pretty big stuff right off the bat. And we would later find out that we had a lot in common, which was really cool and it all started that first night. She quickly became someone who I could easily talk to, especially about faith, and we learned to pray the rosary together for the first (laughs) time because we both didn't really know how, and then we really just kept taking steps in our Catholic faith together. Jenna has such a big personality and a zeal for the Lord, really unlike anybody that I've ever met. And she has dreams of becoming a farm girl. And and I seriously love watching her get excited about everything related to that. I'm not kidding. It's been amazing getting to know you as a person, Jenna, and getting to know your heart and your faith in such a new way in only a year. And it really is just a pleasure to walk with you together on this journey and to have you on the podcast today. So thank you so much for agreeing. I am so excited. Wow, oh my gosh, that was like, my heart is like so full right now. I've never had someone like describe me so much. (laughs) I know. You deserve and own up to that whole introduction, (laughs) so it's there for a reason. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to just start out by asking you the question I ask everybody at the beginning of this podcast, and that is, what is a life hack that you have discovered recently or in the past that has been a game changer ever since? Okay, so I was thinking about this. I was like, oh my gosh, what's something smart that I've come up with? I was stressing about it. Oh gosh. Um, And first one that I thought of was um, pretty much every morning after I'm done getting ready, I feel so goofy when I do this. But like make sure I start the day on a good foot. Like even like no matter what happened yesterday, I like once I'm all done getting ready, I'll kind of like stop and look in the mirror and just like do a really cheesy smile and like thumbs up and I'll head out the door. That's cute. (laughs) I love it. But then my other one that I thought of was, um, it's actually a quote that I like to think of when I'm praying a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's, what if you woke up tomorrow and all you had was what you thanked God for yesterday? Ooh. So when I don't know what to pray, I try and go back to the basics of that and just trying to be really thankful yeah just like going back to gratitude for god Mm -hmm. oh that's so cool jenna and i love the smiling in the mirror as well that is so you guys that's so jenna if you haven't (laughs) met her that's so her awesome well i will put that in the episode description um if you guys want to get on board with jenna's life hacks and remember that amazing quote she shared too so thank you jenna Okay, today, you guys, we have a really relatable topic for you, and um, we're just going to hear about comparison through the eyes of Jenna and just what her life um, has looked like up to this point, 
thinking of comparison. So I'll just open it up for you to kind of start us off wherever you want to begin with that, Jenna. Yeah, so I feel like comparison can uh, really show itself in your life in a lot of ways. But the biggest way for me was in my faith. And um, so going back to the beginning, I was born and raised in a Catholic family. Um, and, you know, I was confirmed when I was a sophomore in high school. I was so on fire for the Lord. Um, and after that, I really just didn't know where to go from there next because I'd always had like faith formation classes and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and those really guided me where I was supposed to go with my faith and gave me a good outline of like, oh, we're learning about this this week. And I was always learning something. Yeah. Um, but then once those classes were done, I really didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you let yourself get really busy. I feel like a lot of people do this where um, you say, oh, I've been busy all week. I need a day to just be at home and not do anything, including Mm -hmm. going to church or you have stuff going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you skip church. So uh, part of my testimony is that I actually didn't go to church for about a solid two or three years. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was really rough for me uh, to realize that because I had this desire that had been planted in me to want to be in a relationship with the Lord and to know him personally, but I had absolutely no idea how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like walking around all confused and lost, not sure Mm -hmm. what was causing this feeling and how to fix it. Um, But I was so excited to graduate high school and go to college. I knew what I wanted to major in. I knew I was going to UNI. And the other thing that I was so excited about was I could walk to church every single week. And for some reason, that was just, even though it wasn't a part of my life at the time, it was such an appealing idea that I could go to the church on my own terms as much as I wanted to. Yeah. And, you know, I realized I wasn't a practicing Catholic. So I watched a video from Father Mike. (laughs) Shout out to him. (laughs) She's probably watched every video that he has. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Big fan over here. Hi, Father Mike, if you're listening. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But so I watched a Father Mike video, and it had told me that a practicing Catholic goes to reconciliation every six months and uh, goes to church every Sunday and every Holy Day of Obligation. Um, And I wasn't doing either of those things. So I got to campus. I had done reconciliation, which was a very emotional experience for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was then ready to receive the Eucharist. And I had gone a few times before Uh, coming to college. I had gotten my mom to come with me to church. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to school. Yeah. And it was the first Saturday. I moved in on Wednesday. It was Saturday and it was the first holy day of obligation. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to mass. And it was a Saturday night. There was like not a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited, but yet so nervous because once I got there, I was realizing that I had absolutely no idea of most of the prayers that were being said, when to stand and sit, what to do with my hands, and it was just all these technical things that I was so worried about, and I, for the first month or so uh, of being moved in, 
I would look around the church every once in a while when I didn't know what was happening and I was like at a loss for words, didn't know the prayers. Mm -hmm. I'd look around and see all of these other people my age who knew all these prayers. And I actually broke down in small group one time when I finally verbalized it for the first time that um, I felt unworthy because I didn't know these things. I felt like a lesser Catholic, a lesser Christian, and just like I wasn't enough for God Mm -hmm. because there are other people who I felt like were doing it so much better and they were so much more faithful and it almost felt unattainable because there was so much that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it was such a tear in my heart that I, I was going one way of, I can never be this good, and the other way of, I desire it so much but don't know where to begin. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's just so beautiful. I've heard you tell this before. I mean, Jenna and I have gotten to have lots of conversations about this. Obviously, I was walking really closely with her, still am, with her being in my small group. And I just think, Every time we talk about this again, first of all, I learned something new because I think there's just like still life to that story and how like you've gotten to know God. But it's just so beautiful that you were willing to come unknowingly. You know, I just think that you came in and there was that desire. And so like God was calling you into something deeper, even though you didn't fully understand it, but you just like kept And I mean, we can start talking about that too, but you were just like, okay, asking questions. And though like, I don't think anyone on the outside would have really known that you were struggling with that comparison though, because I mean, I've even told you until you broke down that night in small group and you're like, oh, I do feel unworthy. Like I don't, I just don't know everything that's going on all the time. Like I had very little idea of that. And so I don't know. I just think that's really crazy how like internally God was just like working on you and slowly like bringing you to know all these things and to understand them and how like, you can speak into this too, but you've just learned along the way now to just start asking questions. And that's actually one beautiful thing about the fact, you know, it was so painful mm-hmm. that I did have that divide from God. Yeah. And at times I even was like, I don't even know what this is all about. I felt like it was really good, like moral teachings. But beyond that, I had absolutely mm. no idea what was happening yeah. like in this Bible that I had never read. And you felt like way. so many people around you did, right? And that's yeah. why the comparison came in, is that you were like looking at all these people that so effortlessly could just participate in the mass, it seemed like. Yeah. And so I can see why the comparison would just flood in after that. Yeah, but it's such a blessing too, because just like you said with the questions, yeah. I, was, I was raised Catholic, so I had this background and the seed planted in me of mm-hmm. this desire to be Catholic, but not going to church for a decent amount of my formative years, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't a second nature like mm-hmm. it was for some people. And even people that I would walk into the church with and sit in the pew with, yeah. and they're my friends, and I obviously loved them dearly and still do, mm-hmm. but I could see them just you know, eyes closed, effortlessly saying these prayers, and it scared me. A little bit that I couldn't do that Mm -hmm. but the beautiful part of this struggle for me is uh, it goes back to the questions that Mm -hmm. I feel like I've been blessed with not having as much fear with questions because I just come from like I have no idea what's happening and I would be totally lost if I hadn't asked anything so I just went ahead and did it and I feel like I am a little bit better at it 
in general because of that background. Yeah, and that's so good. Like, thank thanks be to God for that that He like gave you the confidence. Yeah, that He gave you the confidence to ask those questions during those difficult times of comparison. And let's just say, like, we know that that hasn't like come to an end just because like God is bringing you further in that. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we definitely can speak into the fact that comparison is real and alive and so present in our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I think daily girls and guys, men and women are comparing one another um, at every level and every age. Like, I don't want to say this is just people our age. This is adults. This is young kids. Um, We just fall into the trap of comparison. And so there's so many lies in comparison. There's so, it just feels poisonous. Like there's no way you can win when you're comparing um, because yeah. there's always going to be somebody that has something you, you don't and somebody that it seems like they're better off. So I don't know if you just want to speak into that a little bit, um, just to empathize with our listeners because comparison is so prevalent right now. Yeah. So you said, you mentioned the word lies mm-hmm. and that is absolutely what comparison is. It is just a compilation of lies mm-hmm. about how you're either not as good as somebody or you're better than somebody and either way it is false Mm, yeah that's so true I'm glad you said that because like not only is comparison like you can fall to self-deprecation and like putting yourself down and down down but it can also lead to pride Mm -hmm. and now I think we can both sit here and say we both struggle with comparison just across the board like faith first and foremost is a part of like your witness and your your testimony but I think like body image and just like all these different things like we both fall into comparison um and and it can lead to pride too and I, I'll even say and be honest and vulnerable like pride has always been something that I struggle with and that comes from comparison but I also really? receive some of the things where I start talking myself down from comparison and so it can lead to both ways right absolutely and I feel like they can exist you know pride and that feeling of unworthiness, yeah. I feel like they can coexist in the yeah. same person yeah. where you can simultaneously be thinking that you're so much better than another person, mm-hmm. but also be so self-deprecating to yourself. So true. And what's wrong with that? Like, where do you think, or what would you say, where does God come into that? How does he intervene with somebody who's either, yeah, has both of those kind of coinciding <laughs> in one person or like maybe one or the other? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think the biggest thing is... First off, comparison is able to sneak in Mm. when we're ignoring the voice of God because God never Mm. wants us to compare each other. He he wants us to love each other for our uniqueness and our differences because he didn't create us all to be exactly the same. Mm -hmm. We all have so many different beautiful things about us. Yeah. And he wants us to embrace that and love each other so wholeheartedly the way he loves us. Yeah. He wants that love to be shared between other humans. So true. Oh my gosh. I just want to echo that and and pray that our listeners let that sink in. Like you were created uniquely and individually so specially to be you. Now, I know like people hear that often, right? Like we tell people that like, oh, you're created, be you, be unique, be yourself. But what if we actually believed that? Like what if we believe that God really did create us to be one person, individual and unique in ourself, but we have to understand and we have to believe and trust that God made us to be different. And then comparison, you're right, is not part of what we were created for. And it's painful and it hurts and it like tears down down who you are. But I think it's important. We want to offer some encouragement to you too. I mean, what are some practical things, Jenna, that we can offer up to our listeners? Because we both do struggle with comparison too. I mean, how have you personally 
um, like put up a a stop sign and said, no, I'm not going to compare. I'm not going to do that. How have you like brought that to God in a sense? Mm, it's so hard. Like I don't Oh want, yeah. I want to preface this with, it is so, so hard. Yeah. And like just going to God and being so vulnerable about it yeah. is going to be the biggest first step because if oh. you're hiding it from God he can't heal you until you open up about it mm. and say like, God, I see this other person and I want what they have or, um, or God, I'm looking at these other people and I can't help but put myself above them and I don't want to do that anymore. Mm. And until you bring that to him, he can't start to heal you until you show him your wounds. Wow. That's so true and so real. If we're just going through like our prayer life and our living our faith lives as if like, all right, we've got it together. Like I don't need to tell God where I'm struggling and just kind of trying to getting sucked up in perfectionism, honestly, and pretending that we don't struggle with comparison. Like you're saying, he's not going to be able to intervene and come in and save you from falling into the trap of comparison. If you don't, if you're not honest with him, like he clearly wants that. He wants that for all of us. He wants to save us from comparing ourselves to other people. But if you're looking at somebody else, Instead of um, like coveting what they have when you can feel yourself starting to compare, just thank God for them. Like thank God, like, oh, thank you for creating whoever so beautifully and wonderfully and like giving her the ability to do that sport so well or sing so well or dress so beautifully, something like that. I think the other thing too is another person's accomplishments doesn't diminish the beauty of what you have too because what we want to do is celebrate it. Well, if it's faith and seeing that, wow, this person is just, they're so good at knowing all these prayers or they just serve so well, uh, celebrating that. And you can even like go to them and admit that like, wow, I see this in you and that's so beautiful. Like, how can Mm. I, how can I attain that? Or if it is something about, um, wanting what someone else has or comparing yourself Uh, with beauty or your body type or whatever it might be instead of trying to say like oh she's so beautiful I can never be that Mm -hmm. instead you have to change your whole mindset of wow God has graced this person with so much beauty that's amazing but God has also blessed me with beauty Mm -hmm. in a different way and just because one thing is beautiful doesn't make something else less beautiful whoa That was so wise. That was so good. I hope people listen to that again. I think you're so right. It doesn't, the value and beauty of one thing does not like define the beauty and value of another thing, but that's what we're trying to make happen when we're comparing. And that's why it hurts so much. Like how can we compare two things that are so different? Like they're so beautiful in their own way, right? Yeah. Like the sunset is beautiful and so is a flower. But they don't share anything in common. But oh, so if we true. see a beautiful sunset, does that make a flower like ugly? No, we still look at the flower and say, wow, that is beautiful. Wow. But we still appreciate the sunrise and the sunset too. So true. Oh my goodness. That's so good, Jenna. Yeah. And I think we both just want to like empathize with that too. Like there's always encouragement to offer at the end of a conversation like this, where we're recognizing struggle and you might walk away from this saying, well, it's so easy for you to say that it's so easy for you to look at the positive side. And like, we just want you to know that we know how hard comparison is if it's something you've been doing your whole life. Um, but there's freedom. Like you can break away from that. Like Jenna was saying, invite the Lord into that. Don't allow yourself to be 
trapped in this cycle of comparison where you're constantly falling into it, like start to allow God to break that and free you from it because that's possible. Yeah. Well, I want to follow up and kind of ask our last question that just offers up that final piece of glory to God and encouragement to our listeners. How does God's goodness come through leaving you and our listeners with a gem to remember? I think the gem today is just remembering that comparison, it doesn't focus on what God has in store for us. It's just lies about what our worth is. And it goes back to that um, making you feel inferior or superior to another person because we're comparing, you know, if you feel inferior like I did, Mm -hmm. I was comparing my beginning to somebody else's middle. And that's not even that you shouldn't be comparing those because there's so much beauty in both of those places and you don't want to diminish that beauty. And so yeah, comparison is just lies about all that. And I think the final thing I want to say is just um, in life, you get to choose who your life belongs to. So if you're constantly um, giving into that comparison and a few people over in the pew, you're looking at them and saying like, wow, they're so much more holy than me, you're giving up your life to them. But if you compare yourself to Jesus Christ, You're giving your life up to him. You're trying to be more like him. And that's the ultimate goal. Seriously, that is so good and so wise. Oh, so good. Thank you so much for leaving that with our listeners, but really for this whole conversation, which is an absolute blessing. And I cannot wait for people to listen to this and for it to just resonate in their hearts in the way that I know it will. So thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, I want you to know that it truly means a lot to have you along with me on this journey of a gem to remember. This would not be possible without the love and support of my family and friends or you, the listeners. Follow my Instagram page at a gem to remember for more information and updates on the podcast and its featured guests. Come back next week and tune in again for another gem. Until then, God bless.